Deuteronomy chapter 23. Deuteronomy chapter 23. And look at verse 21. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Right there in the Old Testament. Verse 23. I mean, chapter 23. I am sorry. Let's look at verse 21. It says, When thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it. For the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be sin in thee. But if thou shalt forbear to vow, it shall be no sin in thee. That which is gone out of thy lips, thou shalt keep and perform even a Free will offering according as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God, which thou hast, which thou hast promised with thy mouth. Let's pray heavily, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. Lord, it seems like it's not a passage that goes with what our what we're celebrating today, but it is as the, the message developed. But Lord, help us, Lord, to think about what we say, and if we vow something to you, to be serious about what we vow towards you. I pray, Father, give us something tonight we can apply to our lives. And I pray if there's someone here or someone on social media and ever received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, may today they call upon you for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. That's the title of the message tonight. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. So this 4th of July weekend for many people is just another day off of work for many people it is that way but for many of us those who are patriots or patriotic they make this day a day that counts it is a day of celebration it is a day on which america was birthed so it is a day of celebration for many patriotics many people that understand the freedom and liberty that we have so it is a day we celebrate freedom it's not about politicians. It's not about who's uh, Republicans and Democrats, whatever they are. It's about freedom. We celebrate freedom. So let me remind you that freedom always comes with a great price. Freedom comes with a great price. If we look at the records, we will notice that many people have paid great price for the freedom that we have in America. For an example, our freedom from sin cost God, His Son, to go to the cross of Calvary and shed His blood for us. The freedom that we have in America cost the, the blood and, and, and the ultimate sacrifice of many American soldiers through the ages, of course. So America is one of the greatest nations on planet Earth. I'm not saying this to say this. I'm saying this because I believe that. America is one of the greatest nations on, on the Earth. America was founded on biblical principles on which may, uh, many are trying to destroy America is a land of freedom. I wonder why many people want to come to America. Because it's a land of freedom. A land that you can actually put your ideas and, and be what you cannot be in those countries of oppression. So America is the most free country in the whole world. So that 
Oh, so this, uh, so tonight we have uh, a reason to celebrate freedom. Tomorrow, celebrate freedom as well, because that's the holiday many people are celebrating today. So, so uh, uh, this is about celebrating. So like I said, uh, this uh, is not about Republicans and Democrats. It pretty much dom dom dominate the political uh, 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 scale of things. But this is about celebrating America as a nation. So this Fourth of July weekend is more than hot dogs, cookouts, swimming, and fireworks. Even all this goes to celebration. You know, it's part of a celebration. We understand that. But this Fourth of July is about a country founded and rooted and established on Christian principles. It's keeping which, uh, with the, that tradition, like to remind us of some of the the works or words of our founders. Uh, I'm sorry, in keeping with that tradition, uh, like to, I would like to remind you of the founding works, uh, uh, words of our founding fathers. It cannot be established, uh, emphasized, I cannot emphasize, I'm sorry, too strongly or too, or, or too often that uh, this great nation was founded not, uh, 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 was founded on, re on religions, uh, religious principles and, and Christians, of course. But let me give you a couple of things about our founding fathers. First of all, one said, give me liberty or give me that. You know who it was. It's Patrick Henry. Uh, so I'm, uh, when I got, my, when I got my, uh, my citizenship, when I first uh, came, uh, went to get my citizenship well, many years ago, uh, I had to memorize this thing. Uh, give me liberty or give me that, Patrick Henry. Uh, do not let anyone claim tribute of American patriotism if they, they even attempt to remove religion from politics. This is the, the words of George Washington, farewell address to the nation. The First Amendment has created a wall of separation between church and state, but that wall is one, uh, is one directional wall. It keeps the government from running the church, but it makes uh, sure that Christian principles will always stay in government. President Thomas Jeffer Jefferson, in his address to the Denbury Baptists, so we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human pa uh, passions umbrailed by morality and religion. Our constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is a whole adequate for the government of any other. John Adams. So if you can see that, the, the, that despite with modern politics, uh, the contemporary media of the historic, uh, whatever these people out there, America was founded, uh, was founded not on the concept of, free, uh, uh, of freedom to worship any god like Buddha, Allah, and many others, but the freedom to worship Jesus Christ. That is the freedom. So, but we must be on guard with open eyes, open minds, and with, with wisdom, keep alert because th these are people who want to take this freedom away from us. Those are the enemies of freedom. So they wanted to, the attack is on Christianity and everything about what Christians stand for, but the other ones, they keep doing their things. So today I want to look at, uh, or tonight, at the parallel between our funding father's allegiance to this country and our allegiance to the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. First, we will look at the patriots and then at the Christians, okay? Let's look at number one, the patriots. Patriots are those who love their country and even die for their country if it's necessary. I believe there's a lot of patriotism in this nation, people that love their country. 
Those are the patriots, people who love the, for, have love for the country and live every day for their country. So those patriots are still lifting up their voices and expressing their concern for their beloved country. I read a thing from a lady uh, in uh, social media. She's a friend of mine. Follow me. She said, she said in, uh, in her little wall, she said, I love Jesus. I love Jesus with all my heart, mind, and soul, and I love my country. You can see that the patriotism there, she loves her country. So this whole, uh, so the, those patriots are still fighting, like I said, with their voices and expressing their concern for their beloved country. The, these are those who liberal, liter, literally try to preserve everything that, uh, that our founding fathers have fought for. Folks, liberty is always one step away from being taken away. You follow that? Liberty is only one step away from being taken away from other things. I have a Pastor Townsley said one time, uh, a church can be as solid and as good and preaching the gospel and proclaiming all that only takes one man to put the thing all upside down. It takes one man. I never forgot those words. So, for, uh, so some patri patriots don't want to lose their liberty and their freedoms. So to every day... so. To every, uh, this every day, they, they continue to express their freedom year after year, especially when freedom is on the attack. That's the American heart, I believe. That's the American dream, freedom from tyranny. That's what we, this, these people stand for. So when something is wrong, you see, they go protest, they stand up. We vote for, against those things. You know what? Because they believe in freedom. Letter A, they made a bold declaration. For more than 14 months after the Battle of Lexington in Concord, after uh, April 19, 1775, the Patriots fought not for their independence, but rather they fought for their rights within the British Empire. Rights that had been taken gradually away before, before and even more after the Boston Tea Party. And a hundred of Americans give their lives to regain their rights. 400 alone died in the Battle of Bunker's Hill. The same thing, folks. If we are not patriotic, if you don't stand up for freedom and rights, our freedoms will be taken away slowly and gradually. They will be taken away. So then early in 1776, at a meeting of the Continental Congress on July 2nd, 1776, the colonies voted to announce and declare they would accept nothing less than absolute freedom from England. Two days later, on July 4th, after making some minor adjustments to the text, the final words was uh, ref uh, refined and signed by 56 members representing the 13 colonies. So after the declaration was signed, uh, carriers took copies of it to George Washington, who was with his troops in New York. And on July 9, the declaration was read before the militia troops that uh, we were in, out in the fields. Understand this was a bold declaration for the Americans uh, were challenging the most powerful empire, I said that this morning, of the world at that time. And the Americans entered the, the war without a navy or an army. They were fighting forces consistent only on, on militia units and various colonies. On the other side, England had a, an army of well-trained, highly disciplined soldiers. They made a bold declaration. They had pledged their life and their allegiance to their country. Today, there are still many patriots who pledge allegiance to their country and will give their life if necessary for it. So those are the people that believe in love uh, and, and love freedom. 
Those are the people that, that know and understand the cost of freedom. Those are the people who refuse to live under the hand of tyranny. Those are the people who are willing to die for their fellow men. So they, with their lives, will give their lives if necessary for the freedom, for not only for their freedom, but for the freedom of others that will come after them. I have a great respect for the men and women in uniform. I do. When I was in Atlanta Airport, I'd share this with you. And uh, what holiday was that? The previous holiday we have was well, Memorial Day weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend. And those soldiers were coming down was actually Navy people. They were coming down the, the, the airport terminals, and people would stand up everywhere and applaud those young men and young women. What a sign of respect for what they represent. Folks, when they go into war, when they go to foreign countries, when they go to the battlefields, they are re they're representing you and me. They are standing up for freedom and liberty, and they're willing to die if necessary for that freedom. So I have tremendous respect for the men and women in uniform. I see them, I, I talk to them every day in a workplace. Some of them are older, and some of them are young enough to be my children. I do my best. As I build, and I work in the building of submarines, I do my best to, do, to be a servant to my country. I'm doing my part because I believe as well in freedom and liberty. And I do something, I build with the, the best of my knowledge, something that they, they can use in a better front if it's necessary. Let it be, they paid a high price. After the Americans declared their independence, they had to win it by force. The task was especially difficult because... Uh, a difficult party because the people never fully were never fully united behind the war efforts. A large number of colonists, about one-third, remained unconcerned about the outcome of the war. They were indifferent and supported neither side. So they were neither side. And, and as many of one-third of the population sympathized with the great British Empire. And the patriots, they were called the Tories at the time, their name of the Political groups, the, the great uh, British and, uh, 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 that supported the campaign. Sorry, I'll go back a little bit. I made a mistake here. And so as many as one-third of the population sympathized with the great British the, uh, and uh, called themselves the loyalists or the, the patriots called them the Taurus. That's what I made a mistake on that word. So the name of the political group is great, the great British and, and, and they, of course, they supported the king. These problems meant, meant that victory in a revolutionary war depended on patriots who made up less, less than one-third of the entire population. So, 7,200 7, Americans were killed in the battle during the war. 8,200 8, were wounded, 10,000 died from disease exposure, and nearly 3,000 men died in the Valley Forge alone. An additional 6,500 die in prison after being captured, and 1,400 14, soldiers were listed, were listed as missing. What about the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence? Did they pay the price for pledging allegiance? They sure did. The, conviction, the convictions result in untold suffering for themselves and their families. Let me mention some of them. Of the 56 men, five were captured by the British and tortured before they, were die, they died. Twelve had their homes uh, ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary War. Another two uh, uh, sons were captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds and hardship of the war. And so in Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader saw that his ship sunk by the British Navy. 
And he sold his home and property to pay his debt and die in poverty. In the Battle of Yorktown, in the British general, the British general uh, Conwells had taken over uh, Thomas Nelson's home for his headquarters. Nelson quietly ordered George Washington to open fire on his home. The home was destroyed, and Nelson died bankrupt. So we can see that these men who even work on that, they were a, made a bold declaration, but they paid a high price for it. So, Folks, freedom, what I tried to say, comes with great sacrifice. And some people paid great sacrifice for the, the freedom that you and I have today. Number two, let us see. Uh, they reaped a great reward. The war that began in, 19, in April 19, 1775, officially ended when the, the treat of Paris was signed in 1783, nearly two years after the great battle of Yorktown, where 10,000 troops laid down their arms, and General, uh, I believe it was Cornwills, uh, hid uh, in, a, in a cave. The Americans made a bold declaration. They paid a high price, and they reaped great rewards, because there we are, we are today, many years later, as a nation standing with freedom, and here we are celebrating another birthday of this great nation. So the patriots, they made the pledge, pay the price, and reap the rewards, freedom of a new land, new country, a bright future, a new beginning. That is what we celebrate on this 4th of July weekend. We are celebrating freedom. Number two, the Christian. The Christian. What about the Christian? Look what it says. Actually, go to John chapter 8, verse 42. Go to John chapter 8, verse 42. So we talk about the patriots. Now let's talk about the Christian. Look what it says. And he shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What can we say about the Christian? Can we compare the Christian to a patriot? It is very easy, my friend. A Christian is a patriot of the gospel. A Christian understands it is freedom... In the gospel, isn't it? Why do we try to give the gospel to those who don't know? Why do we try to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ? Because we know that there is freedom in Christ, isn't it? It's freedom from sin. There is liberty in Christ. So a Christian understands that the gospel message frees people from the bondage of sin. So it goes hand in hand. So the Christian is a patriot, a patriot of the gospel. And those who are really patriots of the gospel, they go out. They tell others about the Lord. Yesterday we celebrate the 4th of July weekend and we celebrate America. But, the same time, but at the, in the same time, we can celebrate freedom from sin. I can go celebrate America and at the same time praise my God that I am free from the bondage of sin. What freedom is that? Wonderful freedom. So praise Jesus for His finished work at Calvary, isn't it? Praise Jesus for His willingness to go to the cross. Praise Jesus for freedom. Yesterday is a day of celebration because we not only live in a free country, but we are free from the, from the bondage of sin. So letter A, we have made a bold declaration. We did. Look what it says in verse 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free... That's John 8, 36. He shall be free indeed. It's not a make-believe story. It's not like, oh, maybe so. It is freedom indeed. You can tell that you are free from the bondage of sin. You can tell but you have, because you have power over that. You have the Holy Spirit in you, which gives you the power to overtake any sin in your life. 
You know, even those sins we struggle the most, God gives us victory over and over again. So if you are here today and you are called a Christian, you too have made a bold declaration. I hope you realize that with, with commitment, the commitment that you have made. Do you remember the day when you stood before the body of Christ, when you came forward and confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you remember that? I remember when my pastor said, said to the congregation, uh, Tony Barbosa, you received Jesus as Savior. I had to point out like, like oh, you know, whole people, everybody's looking at me. But what a bold declaration is that. You stand up in front of everybody and say, literally, by being there, I'm a believer just like you, you, you are. I am free from sin. That's a bold declaration. So do you remember the day when you stood before the body of Christ and did that? Do you remember the day when you stood before the body of Christ and you were being baptized? What does that mean? That's a bold declaration of your faith. You stood in front of, of people and you were baptized in the waters of baptism. You testify to the people and say, I'm a believer too. And I profess that I am a believer. I'm a soldier of the cross. Courageously announcing that nothing but absolutely independent, independent from, 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 uh, uh, from that that you believe in what you are doing. Well, same thing with patriotism. It is a bold declaration, folks, to tell the world, to tell the unsaved world, I'm a Christian. Let me tell you this way. I didn't know that's a bold declaration to wear a t-shirt which says Jesus on. Some people don't wear it. But it is a bold declaration. Oh, well, you take that shirt with you, and whenever you go with those words, or a Bible verse, whatever it is, you go, what are you, you boldly declaring to the world, that's who I am. You know, I always always concerned about t-shirts because I don't want to be a, a advertising label. Like, wherever I go, people, I'm advertising something. I'm always very cautious. But I tell you, I have no problem advertising Jesus. No problem at all. I'll put it right on and advertise Jesus. But it takes a bold declaration to advertise our great Savior. So in doing, in doing this, you're making a, like I said, a bold declaration. Like I said, again, go back. Do you remember the day you were baptized? What a great declaration was that? Folks, there was one thing that fascinates me than watching, is watching an eagle flying. I love eagles. That's one of my things. I love eagles. You know why? Because every time I see one, you see freedom. You see freedom. You know, they open their wings and they launch out and they're flying and they're free. I wish I could fly like a eagle, but I can't because, you know, uh, I won't go very far. <laughs> anyway, but think about it. No obstacle to hold her back. Just absolute freedom. She opens her wings and she takes off in the air and flies. We may not fly, but we are as free as an eagle. You're free from the bondage of sin. There's no sin that can hold you back because you've been set free. You were at... Uh, at, uh, at, I'm sorry, that, ah, okay. So, you were at that time pleading your allegiance, your devotion, your loyalty, your dedication, your commitment, your very life to the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Understand that you were at that time proclaiming what Paul proclaims. Look what it says, actually, go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, and see Paul boldly proclaiming or, 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 or telling the world about who what he is and what he believes in. And I believe this is a verse to memorize. Galatians 2.20, this is a great verse, and we can quote it. I'll tell you what, one time the Lord gave me the privilege of quoting this verse. 
I was working at my job, and my one of my not, not my boss, but his son came to me, and we would do, we were making uh, uh, pens and, and all kinds of little things for a company up in in uh, South Carolina called Genesis. That was the name of the company. I don't know if they still exist. They're still around. But it's one thing. They bring, like, you know, those little, the, the, those little nails that the make, make believe, the ones that, you know, they use on Jesus. And in the middle of that thing, it was Galatians 2.20 there. And it said to me, what is that? They came to me and asked me, what is that? And I said, oh, you wanted me to tell you what it is? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And I quote the whole verse to them. And they look, oh, okay. They all walk away. But the Lord gave me freedom to that day boldly to proclaim that wonderful verse to those people. Look at that verse. Look, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which now I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a bold declaration of Paul right here. He's declaring to the world, that's who I am. I have been set free and he's declaring it. Look, I tell you what, what a wonderful privilege was that, that I quote that verse to two Jewish people. My boss, a Jewish man, his son, and everybody else. Down you know what? I'll be honest with you. They all walk away to their office. They want to know what it said in the verse, so I just quote the whole verse to them. And they're like, oh, okay, they will walk away. But Elena, what? They heard it. They heard it. Friend, it is, it is a very bold declaration to say that you will no longer live for yourself, that you will no longer seek your will for your life, that you will no longer live for the things of this world, power, pleasure, popularity, possessions, but rather you will seek God, God's will for your life, searching to do what pleases Him and not what pleases you. That was, a, that was a declaration of Paul right there. You know, he said, I am crucified with Christ. It means that old man in him was crucified, had no rights. He had given everything to the Lord. Declaring that Jesus comes first. Yes, it is a very bold declaration to say that you will live for, for Jesus who died for you. Listen, in a world that we live in that is so atheistic, so humanistic, and you can you just go outside the church doors and you will see that where our world is heading, to, to, to make a declaration for God, it is a wonderful thing. But I tell you what, it is a bold declaration. When you give a tract to somebody, you literally boldly declare, de declaring your faith to somebody. When you speak about Jesus, when you say to somebody, I'm going to church, all these things about what involves your Christianity, you boldly declaring to the world that I'm a believer. I believe in God. Same thing as a patriot, which stands for his right and true, and, and, and stands for his country because he loves his country. We do stand for Christ because we love him. I'll tell you what. And when we have that in mind that we love him, and guess what? We always boldly will declare the truth, and that's what people need to hear. God's people, let me put it this way, go back here a little bit. Uh, actually, uh, let's see. This declaration is a bold as powerful as one of Joshua made in Joshua 24. Actually, go to Joshua 24 and look at verse 14 and verse 15. Look what Joshua said. Joshua stand as a as farewell 
a message, or add, uh, uh, a message to the children of Israel. He's about to depart from this world, and he gives a bold declaration to them. Look what it says in verse 14 of Joshua 24. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers serve on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. Well, it's a bold declaration. Why he said that? Because he was doing himself. And look what it says in verse 15. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Look what it says. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites whose land he dwell. Well, look what it says. But as for me, either individual or together, look what it says. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a bold declaration. That is a stand. It means like, he said, literally, include himself first. He said, but as for me, he said, alone or not alone, in my house, we will serve the Lord. It means anybody that is in that house, we will serve the Lord. That is a bold declaration. When you come to Christ, you were baptized. You made a bold that statement of your, your patriotism, who you, you believes in freedom. When you were set free from your sin, uh, and today you are a recipient of freedom, you didn't work to, to, for it. You didn't pay for it. It was given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ. So someday, someday uh, somebody else shed his blood and, and, and sacrificed all for your freedom. That is a Christian life. A life of freedom from sin and the bondage of sin. When you pledge your allegiance, st uh, still a lamb. Let me put it this way. Let it be. We, uh, we have a high price to pay as well. We have a high price to pay. It's, uh, it's one thing to make a bold declaration in the comfort of a church building, but quite another to, to, to make that declaration outside the church building. You agree with me? So to pay the price, to fulfill the declaration on the battlefield of our daily lives, most times saying words, it is easy part. The, the actions are much tougher. You know, some workplaces, the environment is hard and harsh. It is too much atheism, too much humanism there. And to make a bold declaration, you know what? It can be costly sometimes. You know, some people can even lose their jobs over that. But I tell you what, God is with you. Whatever you make a declaration. You see, there was a pastor that told me. He said, I was amazed. Pastor Emsball, he's the one who told me that. He said, I was amazed at this pastor. He said, I learned, the Lord taught me this lesson very well. He said, this pastor I always admire. I, I, I always thought, like, I can never be like this guy. This man's talked about so much about reaching the lost, reaching the lost, reaching the lost. And Pastor Man said, I always felt like very small compared to this man because I was comparing myself to him. But the reality came when we went out on visitation, when we went out reaching those who were lost. This man was all talk. But when it came to do it, he was very shy. He wouldn't do it. And he said, he said I'm the one who found myself encouraging him. Because what he said in the church was one thing, but outside of the walls of the church were totally different. You know, it is, I mean, we all people, you're human beings, I'm not trying to put anybody down here, but I, what I'm trying to say is this, in inside of the building of the church, the church walls one thing, but the, the high price is paid outside of the building. When you face those who are not saved, and you go out and you tell them that about Jesus, then some people say, okay, thank you, some others don't say that. 
I encountered many of those who, who I had on time one lady that literally hollered and yelled at me from the top of her lungs. It scared me, to be honest with you. I'm a human being, you know. I said, I said ma'am, I have something. She was coming with another person. I, I'm glad I had another person with me. I said, I have, some, I have a piece of literature I'd like you, you to read when you have time. And she looked at the thing and she screamed. I mean, it was in a, a stop and shop parking lot. It was like, it, she screamed so high and loud. I was like, I got scared. It really did. It scared me. Uh, like, wow, I, cannot, I was taken back. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry. She gave it back to me. And she just hauled into that thing and kept screaming at me. It was a, a something to learn. Uh, I mean, it didn't, it didn't push me back from not going out and tell people about the Lord. But there really was a sobering experience there. See, we face those battles, you know, in, in outside the church walls. If you are a Christian here uh, tonight, you have to understand that you have become a soldier of the cross. You are a messenger of freedom. You are a defender of freedom. Sometimes the battle rages hard against us. But we stand like loyal soldiers of the cross, defending the price of freedom uh, in a world that is becoming more and more hostile to Christians. You know, on that day when Joshua made that bold declaration, it was not, uh, he was not alone. Others also did. They said the same words within the comfort of the assembly. What a declaration by the nation of Israel. They were pleading their allegiance to God, but tragically, it didn't last long. All you have to do is to turn the page over the book of Joshua and you will, rec and you will see the record how God's, uh, God's people quickly turn away from Him. Just go to the book of Judges and you'll see what happened there. Today in Christian America, we find, uh, we find that not everyone is committed to the war effort. Not everyone who claim Jesus as their Lord uh, 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 will be, will go outside the walls of the church and witness for Him. They don't. They shrink their shoulders. They shut their mouths. They're going about their little things, and they never proclaim Jesus. It's a sad thing, isn't it? They work. They rub shoulders with people in the workplace, and even sometimes in their own homes, in their neighborhood, and some people don't even know they are Christians. A final reason our war is hard is because others are like that one-third of the colonists you are concerned, unconcerned about the outcome of the war. They are indifferent to the cause of Christ. They are involved in the cause of Christ. Now, they may not directly hinder the war efforts, and they will not certainly want to take part in any benefits, but they will not join in. They will not, not leave their comfort and safety. They simply watch and critique from the sidelines. Let, let, let's make no mistake about, here, uh, about this here. There is a high price to pay to fulfill our declaration that Jesus is our Lord. There was a missionary, and this is a hard story, it's a true story. There's a missionary that went to a, uh, I believe it's a country in Africa. Uh, actually, Africa is a big continent, but this country, and they were there, and they, they, they just started, they were learning, they just came from language school. They were there serving the Lord. There was a wife and two kids. And the husband went out to the store when he came back, when he opened the door. The wife was tied up to a table. The kids were tied up. And a guy had a knife over his wife's throat. And he said, it was really bad situation. I th he said, I thought we were all going to die that day. 
He said, it was very, he said, I plead and I plead. And they came and they really give him a beat of his life, this missionary. The wife was so dramatized and the kids, they had to come back home. That was the end of the missions. He said that sometimes when we proclaim God and you, you find yourself in hostile grounds, I'm not seeing this happen every day. I just popped in my mind because it's a true story. Uh, how much they went through and with this suffering. And you can get dramatized for it. But I tell you what, they're still serving the Lord today. They didn't give up. They're still serving the Lord. They didn't go to the same field. But they are out there in a the mission field, not in the same area. So our Lord demands total radical unanswering, uh, unwavering alliance. And this is not to no secret. Jesus made this clear for us when he walked in the earth. Go to Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Let's look at verse 23 all the way to verse 26. And look what he says. And he said, and he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, he shall, or the same shall, be, shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself, or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come into his own glory and his father's and the holy angels. And uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 26 says, If any man come to see and hate, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, and if any man come, uh, that's uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 26. If any man, co any man come to me and hate not his father and his mother and wife and children and brethren and sister, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever do not bear the, the, his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Luke 14.33, if you go down a little bit, says, So likewise, whoever be, he be of you that forsaken not all that he had, he cannot be my disciple. So folks, so far here in America, we have liberty and freedom to worship our Savior and to declare Him to the world. We can go door to door and put information on people's doors. Uh, we can invite people to church. We can talk about Jesus in the streets. We can talk about Jesus in our workplace. We can share Jesus with our family members, with our neighbors. We have the liberty here in this country to do that. But unfortunately, there are many brothers and sisters that cannot do that throughout the world. They are paying a high price for their faith and their beliefs. Some of them even have paid with their lives for their faith in Jesus Christ. But if we think about it, we too are paying a high price as well. We may not be paying physically, but still a high price. To die to self every day is a high price to pay. Don't you agree? For you to die to self every day is a high price to pay. Even Paul mentioned that in the book of Romans. It is a high price to pay. Not, not to do what I, what, what I want to do, what this old, old, the na old nation might want to do, is a high price to pay. To live under the scrutiny of others who quick will point the finger at you when you do something wrong and accuse you that Christians don't do that. That is a high price to pay. To live under the microscope of the unsaved is a high price to pay. Praise the Lord for freedom in Jesus, isn't it? Praise the Lord that for His forgiveness. Even when we fall, we can find forgiveness in God. Praise the Lord for liberty and freedom. Let us see, we will reap a great reward. 
Folks, freedom and liberty comes with great responsibility. This freedom that was given to us came with a, with a price. If we look at our nation, we will see that many of you have died for the freedom of America. We are, we are recipients of that freedom. We are recipients of their hard work, of their sacrifice. That's who we are. Today, we celebrate freedom because someone paid for it. Now, if you are a Christian here this, uh, the, tonight, you've been set free from the chains of sin. You know why? Somebody paid for your freedom. The Lord Jesus Christ. He went to Calvary's cross and he said, I'll take your sin on me. I'll pay for you. You have been born again into God's family. You then become one, God, one of God's children. You became a citizen of heaven. You have been set free to live in freedom and liberty in Christ. What a wonderful thing. To know that I have been set free. To know that I have been forgiven. To know that life is over. I'm going to be at home with Him for all eternity. Now this freedom that you and I have in Christ comes with great responsibility. What the responsibility? The baton of freedom and responsibility must be passed on to the next generation. What is our responsibility in the church? Is to teach the next generation, the younger ones that come after us, give them the baton of freedom so they can pass it to the next generation. That's our responsibility. You know, we as like, oh, I'm already too old. I live, I go, no, no, no. We not. As long as, as you live, you have the responsibility to show the next generation behind you to do the same. Isn't that what Joshua did? And now the whole generation, that's what they did. You know why? But it came a generation. What happened there? Because this generation failed to teach this generation. We have the responsibility and a freedom to teach the next generation about you. So that's why I said, I have a tremendous admiration for a Sunday school teacher. I do. For those who teach the little kids. You know why? Because they're putting in their hearts and minds the word of our God. They're teaching them the ways of God. They are the priests, I mean, sorry, the pastors and evangelists and the missionaries and the church pianists and the church Sunday school teachers of tomorrow. That's who they are. Who's going to teach them? We are. We say sometimes they don't listen. Well, we don't, don't worry, just keep teaching. <laughs> keep teaching them. They need to hear. I mean, I praise the Lord for my mother. Many, many times my mother told me the same thing like over and over and over again. And sometimes she was desperate. And you know what? But, she, but somehow I listened. And I thank the Lord for my mother. I do. So folks... The next generation, the baton, needs to be passed on. So we have a responsibility to pass that baton to those young that come after us. So as soldiers of freedom and representatives of freedom, we must stand up and be very cautious that we don't give up this freedom away and to put ourselves back in chains. Let us give this freedom as much as we can. We are the soldiers of freedom. We are representatives of freedom. So folks, there are many people who are living in freedom today. They are living under, the, I'm sorry, who are not living under the, on, on, in freedom today. They think they are, but living under the bondage and slavery of sin. And the worst thing is that many of them don't see it. Sin has such a grip in their heart and in their mind that they don't see it. They're so enslaved that they think they're free. What happened when we had liberty and freedom in America from slavery? Many of them came back to their uh, masters. 
You know why? Because they didn't understand what freedom was. They needed to be taught about freedom and liberty. They felt like, what do I do now? I don't know what I do. Oh, this is all I know. Well, we need to teach them as the soldiers of freedom. I, t- I, t- I tell you what, through the years that I've been a Christian, I praise the Lord for those people that the Lord put in my path to teach me and instruct me and guide me along the way. I praise the Lord for all of them. Some of them, is already, they're already in heaven with the Lord. But I praise the Lord for them. They're the ones who took the time to teach me, to instruct me, to help me. And let me tell you, folks, I was not a kid when I got saved. I was an adult. But they took the time. They, 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 the Lord impressed on their hearts to come and teach me. And let me tell you, I always take the opportunity that I have and teach those who I need. They need to learn about the ways of the Lord, about freedom and liberty. They need freedom. They need liberty. They need a new life. You and I are the soldiers and representatives of freedom are the ones who must go and tell. The enemy will, will try anything he can in his power to deter your mind from it. The enemy will whisper in your ears and tell you all the different things why you cannot do. But the soldier of the cross and representative of freedom, you have a God-given responsibility to go and tell others how they can find freedom like you found for yourself. I conclude with this. Freedom comes with great price and freedom comes with great responsibility. Freedom is not a place for us to do what we want to do and to send as much as we want. No, no, no. Even Paul talks about that in the book of Romans. Many soldiers have died so you and I can live free. Jesus went to the cross of Calvary so you and I can have freedom. We have freedom. We experience free. We even have the, the Holy Spirit in us to help us, to guide us, to teach us, and to instruct us to live a life of freedom. Let me tell you this. Uphold your freedom. Live your freedom. Tell others where to find freedom. Yes, we're celebrating Americans' birthday, but don't forget to celebrate Jesus as well. Don't forget that. I believe this nation is what it is because of God Almighty. I firmly believe that. If you look at the foundation of this nation, God was all in it, in this nation. Think about it. What, what England became is amazing. It was there that many churches were planted. It was there that many missionaries went out. Look at England right now, spiritually speaking. Where did the gospel came to America? The, the gospel was established in America, and now Americans do, and many missionaries go throughout the world to other countries to tell others about Jesus. But I think America has become a mission field. America needs more pastors. America needs more churches. And America needs missionaries because we see more and more people giving up on God, giving up on church, on His Word, walking away from everything. We see atheism just coming in, coming in. And we see it from the high courts all the way to the, to the lowest people. We see that. But let's celebrate America for what it is. One other birthday, but don't forget, celebrate Jesus as well and the freedom that you have in Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much, Lord, for this special day that we took aside to celebrate America. Lord, what a wonderful to, li- to live in a free country where we can express our opinions. We can live in freedom. We can go anywhere without fear. But, Lord, also, thank you, Lord, for the freedom we have in Jesus. Lord, we've been set free from the bondage of sin. 
and we can live a life that glorifies you, we can tell others about this wonderful freedom that we found in you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.